sit down and buckle up. It's time for Track Talk with Bryce Sparling and Matt Ridgeway. Lights out and away we go with another fantastic edition of TM5's Track Talk. As always, I am Bryce Sparling here with me, Mr. Matt Ridgway, my co-driver. Matt, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing pretty good, Bryce. How are you? Uh, I'd be doing a lot better if the Braves won earlier yeah, today. Um, not good. Not good. Left, yeah. left a lot of guys on base and our most reliable pitcher going into the postseason kind of pooped <clears throat> his pants. So that was. I mean, honestly, it, it wasn't even that. He wasn't even missing with his location. It's not like he was struggling. They were just hitting everything he threw. You got to give the Phillies a little credit. And then, you know, we left. We like you said, the first and third innings where we left bases loaded wound up really, really mattering there at the end. Yeah, that was unfortunate, man. We left left nine men on base. Uh, yeah, that that, that kind of sucked. But it is what it is, man. We got uh, we got four more games and. I'm still confident that the Braves are going to take care of business in four games or five yeah. games. So, yep. you know, we lost nothing. game one of the NLDS last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not worried about it at all. Uh, so, yeah, this weekend, you know, uh, we're going to talk about some some racing championships this weekend. Max Verstappen repeats as F1 World Champion. I think. You know, I, I guess we that. Think. Yep, yeah, think. I guess that still stands. Uh, and Kyle Larson is eliminated from the playoffs and the chance to repeat as NASCAR's Cup champion. Uh, and, and neither story is going to come without drama. Neither NASCAR nor F1 had a drama-free weekend. Uh, both both uh, motorsports had quite a bit of drama uh, in two of the three races. I'm trying to think, I don't remember if there was any drama in the Xfinity series. Uh, there was uh, a little bit of a scuffle right at the end between Almondinger and Ty Gibbs, but mostly yes. just part of racing yes. and nothing really... Uh, nothing, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that most of our talk tonight is going to center around the cup race, the fallout, the penalty today. Uh, I'm sure that'll get brought up at some point. So, uh, well, yeah, we'll just uh, most of our conversation will be around those two things and Xfinity will be pretty be- brief. Um, but yeah, let's let's take it from the top. Where do you want to start? Yeah. Let's let's go ahead and hit F1, the Japanese Grand Prix. Uh, once again, we realize that wet weather tires are irrelevant uh, and we'll never use them. I think the most laps they did was maybe two or three. Um, yep. I think Verstappen maybe had four, but I'm not really sure. Um, they, they started it. It was raining all on wets. Lap one, everybody spun out, hit the wall, and they red flagged it, and they're trying to get everybody off. And this was after like a two-hour delay in the start. Um, because it was too wet. It was raining too much. And they had the clock running, so we got a timed race instead of a lap race. And it was it was disappointing, man. It's back-to-back weeks where we could have had a wet weather race, and they just didn't start it. It's the same thing as Monaco. Um, and, I, you know, I, I was sitting there pissed off and thinking to myself, if F1 doesn't want to race in the rain, just make it a dry sport. Just make it a sport where you have to have a dry track and eliminate inter- intermediate and wet tires. Um, yep. Because they, they've proven they don't want to have a wet race. So, I, I don't know. It, it is what it is. I, I'm aggravated by it, and I think a lot of F1 fans are aggravated by it. So, oh, hopefully sure. hopefully our voices will be heard and they'll fix something, but I, I highly doubt it. Uh, yeah. But Max Verstappen wins the Japanese Grand Prix by 27 mm-hmm. points. Absolute masterclass by Verstappen. Uh, the, the way he conserved his tires in a way that Ferrari wasn't even close to being able to do um, – he, he showed why he's the best driver on the grid right now. Uh, beat Checo Perez by 27 seconds. I mean, those cars should statistically be identical. Yep. And, yeah, know, and Checo won seconds. last week. I mean, so yeah. he, he beat a car that won last weekend by almost 30 seconds. Just ridiculous. It's nuts. Uh, mathematically clinching the F1 World Championship with four races left to go. So the way they announced it was atrocious. Yes, I was going to ask you if you knew this or not. Yeah, I, it was terrible. Like, uh, who uh, was it? Helmet that that announced it or something? Like, the, so um, Martin Brundle and everybody they didn't even know he was a champion because nobody knew how many points they were going to receive for this race because yes. 
they didn't know if they were going to get 75% done, 50% done. And they were looking at the rule for anything less than 100% race, but finished under a red flag, which was not the case in this one. Uh, it was it was under 100%, but they finished under green flag circumstances, so full points were Correct. awarded. Correct. Yeah, and the, and the F1 announcers that were doing it, it was Brundle and somebody, you know, the normal cast and crew. I think they were there under the assumption that it was half points awarded. Um, and yeah, we didn't know until a very anticlimactic, anti-ceremonial, you know, kind of a post-race interview. And, you know, the team didn't know, Max didn't know, and that kind of sucks, man. That's that's like an iconic memory yes. and an iconic moment for F1 drivers is for the team to come over to the radio. Congratulations, Max Verstappen. You're the 2022 F1 champion. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. The um, Yeah. And he got robbed of that. Yes, he did. Uh, they absolutely botched that. I, I, it's hard. It's hard for me to point the finger because it's kind of one of the situations that evolved. I mean, the, the confusion was no one's fault. I mean, certainly there are things the sanctioning body could have done uh, more professionally or or just, you know, let them race. How about you just shut up and stay out of it and let them race? It's a motor um, race. Maybe that might that theme, that suggestion might come up again later in this episode. Um <clears throat> But you but have yeah. circumstantial, you know, uh, stuff that adds up to a playoff. You have to, you have to make it dramatic. <laughs> yeah, add, <laughs> add in artificial stuff. Yeah, because that works so well. Um, yep. But yeah, no. So, I mean, obviously, this is a day we knew we knew were coming. Uh, Max repeats as champion. We think uh, probably yeah, as of today. As of today, he's repeated as champion. So I guess that uh, that opens the segue to move into our the the next bit of news about Max. Uh, if you want to hit that real quick, yeah. So uh, what looked like it was going to be a great weekend of celebration for Max and Red Bull was suddenly interrupted by the FIA announcing officially that it has found that Red Bull did in fact go over the cost cap in 2021 uh, and is currently assessing its options as to re- relates to the repercussions of Red Bull. Uh, could Max be stripped of the 2021 World Championship title? Is it going to be team points? Uh, it's obviously going to be money. Um, yeah, what's what's going to be all the repercussions for them going over the cost cap? I mean, that's that's the whole reason they put on the cost cap is for you know not everybody to have a competitive advantage like Ferrari and Merck and Red Bull who can outspend everybody. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, all right, so we'll say, I'll start with this. I'll start here. Is that somewhere? I guess I heard, I read that in the rules, it is written that a potential penalty for um, this this crime. I guess well, the crime is not really the word I'm looking for, but <laughs> but a penalty for this uh, does include a loss of driver points. And we know that the way that Abu Dhabi went down last year that came down to the last race of the season and just a couple of points wound up deciding a last lap pass decided the difference in the championship. So theoretically, if they were to take driver's points away in this penalty, it could very well swing the balance of that championship. Do I think they'll do that? No, I don't think you can have that that amount of controversy. I think you slap Red Bull on the hand, you give them uh, a points... I mean, not a points, maybe, maybe a constructor's point penalty and a massive fine. And maybe you suspend somebody as a show of force or some dumb crap. They can call NASCAR and find out what, what a good show of force (laughs) penalty looks like. Um, but yeah. And so I had a second point to this and I lost it. I don't remember what the, what was the. What was the second part of that question? Max losing his championship. Yeah, Max losing his championship. Something else. Money fine, team points, uh, barred from the sport. I, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff they could do, and you know, they have those tokens. They have the I don't know I don't I don't pretend to understand how the new cost cap F1 development stuff works. But oh, the cost cap. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I've remembered my second point. Go ahead. And they have they have the tokens. You know where they can they have like five tokens a year or something stupid and they can turn it in to fix something or or develop a new thing so 
maybe they take away tokens or something. I, there's a lot of ingenuitive ways that they can punish Red Bull without Max losing his World Drivers Championship from last year, which I I I, fir- I am firmly in the camp of believing that they will not strip him of the World Championship from last year. Yeah, I, I think that as well. And also, for as much as we rag on NASCAR on, on this podcast, I would like to give credit where credit is due in the rare occasions that that is an option. Um, NASCAR not having a spending cap or a salary cap. Uh, while while the finances of NASCAR as an industry are completely ass backwards at the moment, um, it is still... It's nice not to see any homologation like this um, because newsflash for you, it doesn't work. Red Bull and Mercedes, it, it, it was designed to even the field, and it, it's, it's dumb. Red Bull and Mercedes are always going to spend more money, even if that means spending money behind the door or finding ways around loophole. Like, the rich teams are going to continue to get richer, and the backmarker teams are not going to suddenly compete with Red Bull and Ferrari because there's a cost cap in, in racing. It's just dumb. It doesn't work, and it just creates unnecessary drama like this, which I know that wasn't F1's intent, but, uh, you know, or, when, or the government, it? when the government gets involved and makes more rules, typically things always work out like they were intended, right? Uh, everything all the problems get solved and there are no more problems everyone Uh, follows the rules and nothing bad else happens yes so i will give credit to to nascar for at least not having the rule uh that teams can only spend so much um but yeah uh yeah i'll stay off of the the nascar i don't know if you saw the report about the revenue sharing in nascar right now no no it didn't okay so last week, um, it came out that an independent group determined that... So right now, there are negotiations surrounding NASCAR's next TV contract about the kickback that the teams get. And apparently, if we, the two sides are very far apart. If you follow any other sports, this is a labor negotiation between the players and the teams, the drivers and the teams... And the the sanctioning body, uh, which represents themselves in the racetrack. So last week it came a report surfaced that, that um, said that 93% of uh, NASCAR's total annual revenue is absorbed by itself and the tracks, and 7% is distributed to the teams. And Whoa! Yes, 7% of NASCAR's. I don't know what. I mean, we're a multi-million if not billion dollar sports industry and the teams end up with 7% uh, of revenue and so earlier this year the teams submitted a uh, a proposal uh, for redistribution and NASCAR has said that they're not interested in in that number and I (laughs) guess I guess they sent back a counter proposal after five weeks uh, of nothing, of leaving them on red, and the the counter proposal is is almost insulting. Um, so right now, I don't know what's going to happen. NASCAR teams are obviously not represented by a union, um, but there is there is a representation starting to band together. So potentially huge ramifications on the horizon coming in NASCAR. Hopefully it never gets to that, but we could very well be looking at either a labor strike or a, uh, a lockout. That's um, crazy. That's something I, wouldn't, I didn't ever think I'd see in NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, wow. it's sad that we're, it's sad that it, it's even being whispered out loud. Like it's, yeah. it's kind of got to the point where it's not really rumblings anymore or whispers it's kind of being said that you know that that may be an option on the table and everybody says you know uh well nascar doesn't need the team like anybody can build these cars and come race nascar will just replace everybody but that's not true especially now with the the new gen 7 car 
uh, the the sport would come to a dead standstill overnight if the teams was saw saw fit to to do that. I don't think that's going to happen. Certainly not this late in the season, but. Um, it will be an, a talking point down the road is the, the revenue sharing in NASCAR um, and the public knowledge of that. So mm, I didn't mean to get big. off on a tangent here. No, but that, that's, that's what this podcast is, is about. Tangent. It, is, it is big. If you care about the sport of NASCAR, that is something you need to be very aware of and keep an ear out for because it is potentially uh, massive it could get to that level. If our podcast had a nickname, it would be called the Tangent Podcast. It very uh, well should. We, that, we that, should come up with something more creative. <laughs> the Tangent. <laughs> that's like 90% of what this podcast is. It's just us yeah. going off on tangents. Yes. Uh, and, so speak, and live speak. Braves updates. Oh, yeah. Now we got hockey coming on, uh, so yes. we'll have live hockey updates. Uh, and speaking speaking of NASCAR, we'll shift over from F1. Uh, F1 doesn't race for a couple weeks. They're coming over to North America for the final stretch of the year. Uh, no no trucks. No trucks this week at the Roval, although that would have been uh, an absolute blast to watch. Um, I can confidently say between Xfinity and the Cup Series this weekend at the Roval, probably top five, in my opinion, races I've seen all year in the Cup Series. Um, really? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the action. The Cup Series was kind of boring uh, for a pretty big stretch, no, um, no but the <laughs> ending, the ending of it, and, and the way that happened, um, it was entertaining. You know, I, I yeah. enjoyed it. So it, it uh, was entertaining. It was entertaining. That's that's for sure. We'll we'll hit Xfinity's first. Uh, Mayor Humdinger, Matt's race pick, officially ends Noah Gregson's four race win streak. With his own four-race win streak, AJ wins the NASCAR Xfinity Series race at the Roval for the fourth consecutive year. Ty Gibbs, my pick, was once again the dominant car, but ultimately came home second. Uh, AJ and Ty Gibbs had a really good battle there. Um, I think it, the race ended in overtime or double overtime or you know something like that. One of them. And uh, yeah, it's one of those one of those two. And uh, Ty Gibbs and AJ Allmendinger. I had a pretty good little battle there for a couple laps. I, I was, that was very entertaining. Yeah, yeah. And those two drivers, um, I don't want to say they don't like each other, but they, 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 those two are going to race each other hard and did. Um, no surprise there, the outcome, AJ getting the win. I mean, those are, that is the best car all year, probably consistent wise, and the best road course racer in NASCAR duking it out so no surprise that those are the players at the end of the race um this time almondinger gets the the leg up um but i think with almondinger moving to cup next year if i if i i may be misspeaking here but i believe he's not i believe cup drivers cannot drop down to the xfinity series uh during the playoffs there's only so many times a year that um, cup drivers can race in the Xfinity series. And I think once the playoff starts, you can't jump down. So, Oh wow. I didn't know um, that. Yeah. It's, it's the Kyle Bush rule. Um, <clears throat> Kyle Bush was winning too many races in the Bush and nationwide and Xfinity series. And the fans were crying about it because <laughs> that's what they're good at. Um, and so NASCAR had to change the rule that, that, Kyle Busch wasn't allowed, and they couldn't make it just Kyle Busch, so they had to make it everybody. But it's the Kyle Busch rule, anyway. Don't think, yeah, I don't think AJ can jump down there in the um, in the playoffs and run the Roval next year. So I think his we are guaranteed an Xfinity, a new Xfinity Roval winner next year if the Roval's back. I guess they've already released the schedule, so it I'm, it is, but. I uh, hope maybe, so. That was a maybe good one day, maybe good one day racing. we'll get rid of it. And Ty Gibbs is also rumored to be moving up to a uh, Cup Series <laughs> full time. So yeah, him and yeah, AJ will be able to duke it out in the Cup Series next year. You know that hasn't been announced yet, so we don't. Not know. officially. Not officially. I think but, that's uh, been I'd the be most. Shocked. That's. I think we. I. I think I may have said that. What in May or oh, yeah, a while like, ago. The first time I suggested that Kyle Busch is a free agent. And uh, the fact that they don't already have a, a deal is crazy. Yeah. So. And uh, Ryan Sieg, Daniel Hemrick, Riley Herbst, 
and Jeremy Clements are the four drivers eliminated at the Roval. Uh, the current round of eight is Noah Gregson, A.J. Allmendinger, Ty Gibbs, and Justin Allgaier. If the playoffs ended now, those would be the four that would move on. And then Josh Berry, Austin Hill, Brandon Jones, and John's uh, little brother, Sam Mayer, uh, would all get eliminated. So final four predictions. What do you have, Matt, for those eight guys that are left? Who are your final four predictions? Look, I, I know I'm not going to – I'm not making uh, a spicy – um, prediction here. I'm taking those top four as they as they appear now to be your final four. I mean, I mean, I wish that I could be more creative than that, but but those four guys have been far and away the best four cars all year, and and really the gap between those four and the next four it, ha- it has not been close. Um, obviously, anything can happen because uh, playoffs and illegitimacy and manufactured drama uh we could see any combination but i i would bet almost anything bet my house and everything in it that three of those four guys in the top four make that final four um certainly almondinger gregson and gibbs for sure yeah i think all is the one that i have a question mark about i i still agree with you i think the top four right now are probably going to be the ones that advance. I'm going to, I'm going to take Brandon Jones though. Okay. I'm going to knock, I'm going to knock all, all guy out and I'm going to move Brandon Jones in because I think he'll win a race and automatically advance himself into that next round. So okay. good. But yeah, I'm glad we don't have exactly the same Gregson, mayor humdinger and Ty Gibbs. Uh, though. Yeah. Uh, those, those should be complete locks. Uh, yeah, all right, let's I move on. So. Let's move on to the NASCAR cup series, which had uh, the most amount of drama this weekend uh, around everything um and absolutely nothing happened for 104 of 109 scheduled laps uh chase elliott was cruising to his sixth win of the season and that's when all hell just completely broke loose yes um yeah i i i did what you suggested matt i fast forwarded uh lap 104 and then or 101 and then watched the entire race and then i went back and watched the highlights and the highlights of the start of the, the race and started at 104. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like 30 <laughs> seconds. It was like 30 seconds of highlights. There was nothing. Dude, I'm telling you. So I I went to this race. I took my mom and, and my wife, Jess. Um, oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So they had, I've taken like every male family member I have to a race. Um, and I'd never taken Jess or my mom. So this was their time to go to the race. And about, I'm like lap 51. I was just like, I was almost profusely apologizing to them that this, this is the worst possible race I could have ever brought you to. Cause they're <laughs> coming, we're down in the pits. Like we think this is going to be a, a fun experience and everything. And they see some live pit stops and it, 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 but the shine wore off very quick when them coming by on the straightaway at 55 miles an hour and slowing down for turn one. It's just like, it's, <laughs> It's this is this sucks, man. I'm bored. Like I work in this sport. I am passionate about what is going on, and I am bored as hell at this track. Uh, but yeah, it, it certainly shaped up to be uh, uh, an interesting wild finish. Um, <laughs> where where do you want to start breaking this one down at? Uh, well, NASCAR throwing that caution with five <laughs> to go because okay. of the the yeah because of the cardboard sign the laying cardboard there on the track. Sign. Yep. Clearly, clearly on the track, not out of the racing yeah. line at all. Yeah, uh, it's into a, a chain of emotion or a chain of events that uh, I don't think I don't think they've stopped. I think stuff is still going on now. Uh, yep. Yeah. As of as of four o'clock today, there are still the ramifications uh, evolving out of this caution from this caution. It wasn't wasn't manufactured or anything. Did did we see how that cardboard got on the track? Oh no 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 no! Oh. It was just mysteriously there when the TV cameras picked it up. What? I did say though, <laughs> as soon as that popped up on the TV screen, I said that'll be a caution. I I said it out loud. I was like, they are not going to let this race go for four more laps with it everything status quo. Um. Yeah, so like, because obviously by this point, Harvick's running solidly third, and I'm keeping an eye on. Good car. Had a good car. car. Harvick had a really good car. And just consistent as hell. Like, Chase Elliott has won this race. He's, it's, that is out of the question. 
It's it's already a, a done deal, a formality at this point. He just has to cross the finish line. Max Verstappen winning the F1 championship and Chase Elliott winning this race were foregone conclusions um, at this point. So I'm just, I'm kind of watching the, the uh, four car in third, but that's all kind of locked up. And now all, obviously all the attention and focus has turned to the 14 car and the, the playoff cutoff line. Um, at this point, the five had hit the wall and gone to the garage. He was five laps down, but but he was clo- he was good on the cut line. We were good on the cut line. Austin Cindric was below it, and uh, Danny Suarez, well, your pick for the weekend. Yeah, uh, not his fault. Crappy ass parts. Uh, lost power steering. Man, what a absolutely you see that a lot recently on, on the road. Oh, track. Yeah, yeah, no, they they're falling apart. Um, but what a, that guy? I know his championship run is over now. Um, but but what a gutsy performance by him to drive that car. Like I'd be surprised if he could lift himself out of bed on Monday, and he didn't <laughs> he didn't quit. There was no chance like that. I mean, he should have just he could have quit, and no one would have blamed him. There was no chance of salvaging a championship run, but he stayed and fought it out for his guys. And I tell you what, if having been one of his guys before, those kind of things mean the world to your guys. To, that you all hope is lost, and you're gonna go down with the ship, uh, fighting. It just means that guy. I hope a lot of good things come in his future. Uh, Does he have a contract said, for next year? Do you know? Oh Just, yeah, yeah. No, he's okay, locked. Okay. Up, he's locked up at Trackhouse. I don't okay. think he'll. I don't think we'll see Danny Suarez on the move for a while. Okay, cool. Um, I was just making sure. Yeah. So at that point, I see the sign, and I'm like, "Well," I'm, and I'm literally telling Jess. I'm telling Jess. I was like, "All we need now is for it to run green." I said those words out loud. I said all. <laughs> All we need, she's like, but Chase is going to win. Because she's looking at Harvick in third and Chase in first. And she's thinking like, we can still, we can win this. And I'm like, no, screw, screw that. Screw the win. Chase can have it. Chase can have this win at this moment in time. I am focused completely on uh, Chase making the next round. So we get this caution come out and all hell breaks loose. Obviously, the leader stayed out somewhere from the top 10. Christopher Bell pits for tires, which is not a curious decision. I mean, Christopher Bell had to win this race. Yeah. Right. So at this point, he's not going to win it on speed from whatever position he was in on the track. That was obviously the right decision. But it was even without hindsight, that was the right decision in the moment. Um, Yeah. What... uh, What's next in the notes? Do we do we go right back to green flag? Was there more? Yeah, on, you know, on the restart after the uh, after Christopher <laughs> Bell got the new tires because he had a win. He had a win to get in. Uh, on the restart, AJ Allmendinger and Chase Elliott make contact for the lead, causing AJ to go ahead of Elliott, uh, as well as Harvick getting through in the second. Harvick then moves AJ out of the way to take the lead as Tyler Reddick tags the back of the nine, spinning him off the track. We go into the Roval section with Elliott, Almondinger, and Harvick, one, two, three, yes. and come back onto the NASCAR turn one. Harvick, Almondinger, and Christopher Bell, who snuck up there, drove from 12th to 3rd in less than half a lap on new tires. And the reason he did that is because it was absolute freaking pandemonium yeah. all over the racetrack. It, it, that's, that's a, I could not summarize it any better than what you just said trying to keep up with because now I'm looking at Harvick in the lead of the race and I'm like hell yeah we're going to win this thing because at the moment with him coming out of the NASCAR on the NASCAR one the lead he had the race is over we're going to win it okay so now my focus is now this is what I'm watching by the time I look to see what has happened with Briscoe where Briscoe's at assuming we're still good he's like negative eight <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? What just happened? Turns out he got turned by the three car. Shocker. The most talentless guy in the entire sport. Uh, <laughs> wrecks a guy that's racing for a championship or or to advance in a championship. 
Um, I, I guess that's what happened. I never saw that. I was watching Harvick when it happened. I did not see it. Um, but by the and then uh, next thing you know, the 42 car is blowing up. I don't know what that. I, by the time that I saw, like, I'm trying to keep up with multiple different things at once. Um, it's too the, much. The, they yeah, couldn't the car, even keep up with all of it on the highlights. Yes. When I watched the highlights, they couldn't keep up with it. Yeah, and I'm there, so like I can only see so many. Like, I'm I'm watching. I can see the cars for about 30 seconds at a time on a lap, and then like from the pit, I'm watching the TV monitors. So, and I, at least I have the commercialist broadcast feed there, uh, so it's not exactly what you're seeing on TV, but it's close enough that that I'm just as confused as everybody else as to where what's happening out there on the track. Uh, so somewhere the 42 something goes. Well, I don't even know where he was on the track. I have no idea, but he's sitting in a smoldering pile of <laughs> smoking fire. <laughs> Um, the the second the second least talented driver in the uh, series. Um, no, actually, he's probably first. I, Austin Dillon is more talented than Ty Dillon, but both of them had, had really bad days uh, on this last restart. The Dillon so, dudes. Yeah, the Dillon dudes <laughs> screwed everything up for everybody. Um, Reddick Reddick has already just pissed off the entire world by wrecking NASCAR's Golden Boy. Yeah. Um, Chase Elliott, you know, ha- went from having this race won to s- sitting backwards in the infield um, after being spun Run out. Around. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. Screw yep. um, that guy. <laughs> they, everybody wants to talk about karma. Well, guess what? Uh, that was karma. Maybe a little bit of karma coming for him, uh, especially at the Roval. Um, anyways. So now Harvick is going to win this race. The 42 car is sitting on fire. I'm like, okay, this is going to be another caution. As soon as that caution happens, now we've lost the race because everybody can see that Christopher Bell is now in second place. And I mean, there's no chance now. Like with the lead we had, there was a chance. Like we were probably still going to, it's one thing to catch Kevin Harvick. It's entirely another to pass him for the win. Um, so, but once that caution came out, it was, it was unrealistic to think that we still had a chance to win without more chaos. If it, a straight up fight, we were going to lose it. That's okay. But what's not okay is now we're looking at the cut line and Chase is way below it. So we bring Chase down pit road, put him on tires that, um, this is what pit box I'm at now. Uh, Tony Stewart is there. Greg Zipidelli is there. Uh, oh, Zipidelli. I didn't know he was yeah. still around. Yep, yep. Oh. So, yeah, Zippy's are, uh, ah. like, I don't know. I should know what his position is. He's something. He, he runs SHR. We'll put it that way. Um, yeah. He's old school, uh, man. He's. I remember him from way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Smoke's former crew chief. Um, yeah. Is, is now, I want to say the competition director, but I think that's even, like, I think he's higher than that. Um, for oh my SHR. god, yeah, dude! I just pulled up. I just pulled up a picture. I I, don't, I didn't remember what Greg Zipidelli looked like. Yeah, dude, him and Tony Stewart could be twins. Yeah, I mean they do look. They, oh well, my god, they look a lot like. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so anyway, everybody's down in that pit box now. It's it's crowd. TV cameras are everywhere now. NBC is crawling all over the place. Um, MRN, uh, whatever the radio, those guys are all like, I mean, it, we, this is now the center of attention. NPR, um, yeah, yeah, there too, yeah. <laughs> Hometown Sports uh, Media, they were there as well. Yep, yep. Um, gave an interview <laughs> with those guys after the race. Everybody <laughs> wanted to talk to drivers, but they wanted to talk to me. So <laughs> yeah. we wanted to talk to the people behind the scenes. Uh, they were in the know. Yeah. So, anyways, um, now we get another restart. Christopher Bell goes around the four car on the outside. It, obviously, Harvick is going to take the racing line. Christopher Bell, with probably the easiest pass he's ever made in his career, just drives around Harvick like he's just standing still, like we're dragging a boat anchor. Uh, and and so now I'm thinking, like, okay, at this point, my rationale is, all right, 
this is bad because it this is what I honestly thought in the moment. It now it doesn't matter what we do because the 20 we were all, we were battling at the cut line. The um the 20 had to win this race, but now they're going to. So they're going to go from the last all the way to advance. It's going to move the cut line down. And it, now it doesn't matter. Now we're not fighting at the cut line. We're fighting two spots below the cut line. So it doesn't even matter at this point. Yep. So, I, I mean, I'm watching Chase drive his absolute ass off on these last two laps uh, and make up, I don't even, past how many, I don't know how many cars, every one of them that was in front of him. Um, and... So he comes around on the last, the back stretch of the last lap, and I see that he is tied at the cut line with Kyle Larson, but he has the tiebreaker over Kyle Larson. And I'm thinking, how, how? First, first I was thinking, how? This has got to be a mistake. <laughs> There's something is wrong with the scoring here. Larson is not out. Larson can't be out of the playoffs. He's the defending champion. He's been like he's a Hendrick car. You can't. They, they, they didn't write this story correctly. Yes, Larson, the defending Hendrick Larson, uh, hard. Oh my God, the defending the Hendrick car yes. of Larson cannot be out of the playoffs. Like, and, and us be the ones to put him out. Um, but sure enough. Thanks to maybe some help from Cole Custer, maybe not some help from Cole Custer. Old General Custer. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna just so everybody knows, I will talk about that later. But I am absolutely gonna toe the corporate line uh, when it comes to that. I, I'm only gonna repeat what the team said. Um, so, yeah, you're not you're not getting anything out of me on the podcast. That's. <laughs> That wound is still open and fresh, and I am not willing. I'm not willing to to go say anything else. So, um, so yeah. Chase sends it into the back stretch chicane, gains what three, two, three more spots. Yeah, uh, and and that that seals the deal. He brings it around. The five is out of the championship. The fourteen is into the round of eight. Uh, Harvick finishes second in a, a really, really underratedly strong run that you just expect uh, when his cars don't blow tires or catch on fire for no reason. So, dude, I, I, if if Harvick had survived that first round, if he could have won Texas or his yeah. car didn't catch on fire at Darlington, that hurts. He. He, he, we could have four wins by now because he was leading at Texas when his rear tire blew. And without that very last caution, he wins probably the Roval. And he has poten- very potentially two wins um, in the last two rounds and is already locked into the round of eight. Or he would have, that would have been his second win in the round of eight because he oh, would have won. He would have won. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That would have been his first win in a round of eight. He would have won Texas in the round of 12. Um, so, yeah. That, well, we were talking about that in the regular season. Like, mm-hmm. Kevin Harvick, if he gets hot, he's a past champion. He knows how to win. Yeah. And if he could get hot at the right time, he could be really dangerous. And Yes. You mean, know, and it's, he, it, he, he's still he hot. Is. Yeah, he's still, he's still hot. hot. He's still yep. dangerous. It just sucks because of the, <clears throat> the way that the playoffs sort of shook out for him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you have Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, and Kevin Harvick out of your NASCAR playoffs um, over really the only one that made a mistake anywhere is Larson. And it wasn't even an egregious mistake. Yeah, I mean, it was just a a racing incident where he tagged the wall. And if this had been last year's car, he could have come down pit road, pulled the fender off, and put new tires on it. And, and been good to go. And instead, this year, the whole rear suspension is destroyed, and they have to go to the garage, and he comes back five laps down. So, yeah, I don't know. It sucks. But you have, you have three past champions out of the playoffs 
and you have what Christopher Bell, um, Big name. Chase Briscoe, and yep. I'm, you're, 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 you're forgetting, you're Ross forgetting your favorite Ross you're, Chastain. Yeah, I was about to say you're the forgetting three, your favorite driver. Three absolute powerhouses. Yeah. <laughs> and that's no disrespect to any of those guys because they're young and they deserve to be here. Especially like, especially Christopher Bell, who's had or he's been really fast all year, sneaky fast. But it's just like you have pillars of your sport knocked out out of really not doing anything wrong. Um, but but yeah, so absolutely wild weekend at the Roval, wild finish. Um, I guess I've I've been talking. You tell me what what did you what were your thoughts on this? Just pure cal- calamity. Like it, I mean, the the cardboard that magically got on the road to cause all of this that fell down seemed very fishy, and we never saw how the cardboard got on the road. Um, I'm led to believe that a certain NASCAR official that was in attendance tossed it on there. Possibly, you know, not <laughs> accusing anybody. You know, just tossed the cardboard out there. Um, I, you know what, for not having a dog in the fight, I, I have a little bit different of an outlook on it. I enjoyed the hell out of it because it was insane. It was crazy. It was, like I said, it was calamity. It was nuts. You didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't know what was going on. But if I had a dog in the fight, I can completely understand and see why somebody would have a massive issue with how it went down, the way it went down and sort of the way everything played out. But yeah, from a, I guess from a Switzerland standpoint you know from a uh uninvolved third party i thought it was great i enjoyed it and you know and it, we we talked about the entertainment value versus the racing value i don't know if the racing value was there for that that race um but the entertainment value was there and that's yeah. not that's not always great you certainly don't want to have artificial entertainment value pumped in to to a race just to have something to watch like I, I don't know. So I, I can I can see that aspect of it. But the thing that killed me was like the way turn one at that race. So like you're on the front stretch or you're on the, you know, tri-oval. And like, yeah. it's, it seems like it's massive. You seem like there's a lot of racing room. And then you go into T- T1 and T1 goes from like a five lane track to like a two lane track. Yep. And watching cars <laughs> funnel in there after restarts was just like, I'm, this is not going to go well. I know this is not going to yeah. go well. And we had the same thing at time. Indianapolis, the Indianapolis yeah. road course. Like, yep. if we're going to run road courses, let's run road courses. That's just my opinion. You can keep going. But yeah, know, same thing. We're just wadding it out. Just desperation time it equals just stuff it into that corner. And if it, it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If yep. you run over... A past champion, you know, screw it. <laughs> That's his problem. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, I, I'm. All, I love road courses, but I love legit road courses. Mm, yeah. I, I want to see them run at more legit road courses. I'd love to see NASCAR at Road Atlanta. I think yeah. that would be a fantastic race. Yeah. Um. So I'm all for more road courses, but make them make them actual road courses that are meant for road course racing. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was it was entertaining. It was it was an entertaining finish to a otherwise extremely boring day uh, of racing so i mean I, you know it, it it is what it is we have to kind of accept the playoffs for what they are i hate them you hate them i think everybody hates them but uh they they do create some of this artificial drama that nascar yeah i don't know grinds well, up i mean i'm, I'm not key. gonna tell you that i'm just sitting there in the moment miserable and saying how much i hate this like my heart rate is through the roof. I'm confused. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. Um, oh, you should have seen when the three car turned the 14 car. Tony Stewart about went, turned into a 800 pound gorilla on top of that pit box. Uh, God, God rest Austin Dillon's soul if Tony Stewart could have got a hold of him at that moment. <laughs> um, that's just a fun fact for the the TV cameras. That wasn't there on TV or anything. but That's pretty awesome. But, so after the absolute insane ending and everything that happened in the race, the, the standings look like this. Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, and Christopher Bell are your top four. So if the playoffs ended now, those would be your four that move on. Uh, the four that would miss the cut are Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Denny Hamlin, and Chase Briscoe. 
any of those four drivers have a shot? Yeah, absolutely they do. Um, Denny Hamlin is probably the top of the list. Uh, Logano is sneaky fast. And I mean, at this point, if you've counted out Chase Briscoe, I think every I think people have counted him out in every round, and he's still here. Uh, I mean, I just obviously, always forget about him. Yeah, I, you know, he's, he's just one of those guys that that's what falls he's by done. the wayside. Yeah, yeah, and and in in fairness, he and Johnny have not had the speed to warrant any attention or um or you know for anybody to to pick them, but it's kind of created a at this last second they they've gotten here by consistency and i'll give them that they're they're here because other people aren't because the larsons and the kyle bushes and the harvicks are not but this is the round where you you got to earn it you you don't you don't get to the final four on consistency at at one of these races you're not gonna if not win it you have to have a really strong run with somebody else's misfortune you can't just squeeze by with with your normal deal with the status quo for that team is not going to get them to the final four right obviously uh, everybody in our organization has now turned their attention on that car so it's not a surprise that you're going to see a little bit more speed out of that um or a little bit of cooperation from other teammates. That's not gonna. That's not not gonna change. Um, the focus is on getting that car to the final four. Obviously, being biased, I strongly hope we can do that. I think we have a decent to fair shot at Phoenix, having already won Phoenix this year Bingo. with that yep. with that car. Yep. Um, that's not gonna be easy to do. I. Uh, who are the other two? So we got Briscoe and Hamlin that I think Briscoe, can make Hamlin, William Byron, and Ryan Blaney are the other yes. two. So, so Blaney, absolutely, been one of the fast, doesn't have a win, but honestly, I don't think anybody would be shocked at this point if he won the championship without having I, I a win all be. season. Yeah, yeah I mean, I he, is, he is very well on track to, to accomplish that. Um, Byron... I, I put him. Car. In, I put it is a Hendrick car, but I put him and Briscoe in kind of the same category. Is is they're going to have to show me something that that they haven't shown me yet? Um, Byron, for all intents purposes, should have been eliminated in the last round. That points penalty being overturned was absolutely ridiculous. That is my opinion. Um, that guy should have been fired into the sun for what he did under caution. Um, <laughs> I. I I'll tell you what I would absolutely love is we get to Martinsville and I would love to see Denny Hamlin absolutely park the one of Ross Chastain and the 11. I mean, I'm sorry. He's the 11 and the 24 William Byron um, and pay them both back. Unfortunately, I don't think he can because he's still got a championship to lose. And as long as that's the case, he can't really retaliate. Um, That's true. The one... I, uh, he's had speed, but I think he's just too reckless. I think he'll drop out. I don't think he makes the final four. Oh, really? Nine, All right. Yeah. The, the Ross Chastain, I have out of the final four. How do you uh, do that? He's your favorite driver. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, my my other favorite driver, Golden Boy Chase Elliott. Um, I have him easily into the final four. I don't know yeah. how. I don't know how anybody could not. Um, he's been the best car all season long, which always equals a championship. So who, um, who's your who's your four mo- moving out of this out of this round? Who's, who's your four? My final four at Phoenix is the nine, okay, the eleven, okay, the twelve, okay, and the fourteen, okay. And that, that obviously I'm picking the 14 solely because I'm trying to just speak it into existence. Like, right. I, you have, have to under, give me some credit. Like everybody listening to this podcast might be like, there's no chance the 14 makes it. That's fine. But you have to understand that my heart, blood, sweat, soul, and tears are going into that car right now. Well, so, I mean, anybody who says that, you know, it's our <laughs> podcast. So 
Yeah, well, start your own. That's what I would say to people. You know, that would those are my final four. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine of Chase Elliott, and then I'm gonna go to the twelve of Ryan Blaney, and the fourteen of Chase Briscoe, and then my final number four spot, number one of Mr. Ross Chastain. You have Chastain making the championship four over Denny Hamlin. Yes. And that over would William be Byron. the greatest possible scenario because in that scenario, Ross Chastain is absolutely getting dumped at that, because Denny Hamlin has nothing to lose at that point. Thousand percent. Yes. He is going to destroy Ross Chastain's car. There is zero percent. I mean, maybe lap one heat-seeking missile, like obliterate, like uh, the Challenger explosion out there on track, and it's. Bl- Blaney, Blaney's going to come over, or excuse me, Hamlin's going to come over before the race, like before they crank up and go, and he's yeah, just going to slice Chastain's tires. He's not going to let him get out I mean, I would not be surprised if he, he takes him out on the pace lap in that scenario. There is <laughs> zero I, chance. I don't know what happened. Something, my tire blew. Sorry, if Ross. Denny Hamlin, I, I cannot, this is the most, this is the truest thing I will say on this podcast tonight. If Denny Hamlin does not make the final four, that is the worst possible scenario for Ross Chastain. He will that I mean his He's gonna do like the season. old video old the old racing video games when you'd go around backwards just yep. to see what would yep. happen. Dude. Yep. <laughs> I'm telling you, Ross Chastain season if you're a Ross Chastain fan, you are rooting hard for Denny Hamlin. Because while Denny Hamlin has everything to lose, he's going to race like that. As soon as he doesn't uh, it's it's over. Ross Chastain's season ends the same set. So I'm all good with that because then, in my mind, that would put me and the 14 only racing the 9 and, and uh, the 12 for the championship at Phoenix because the 1 will be in the garage on the so hall. So before we get to Phoenix, we do have a race this weekend at Vegas. We do. Going out to Las Vegas, and your lineup looks like this. The Xfinity cars at 8.35 p.m. They'll have practice on USA. Uh, and then, why is it going? Oh, no, 9.05 p.m. qualifying on USA for the Xfinity car, uh, cars. And then the Menards cars at 10.15 p.m. The Star Nursery 150 Bullring. Uh, not on TV, not televised, and you can't listen to it. So, sorry about that, Menards What is cars. a Star Nursery? Uh, I don't know. That sounds like the place that Lamar. That sounds like the place Lamar Odom got found. Uh, out there, that was like the let's see, Star Nursery. It's a, it's a garden center. It's a nationwide garden center. Sure. Star. Wow. This. (laughs) Oh my God. Their uh their website is uh oh this is this is bad. Is it actually a nursery or a (laughs) garden center? I don't know. There is this is marijuana related. Yeah, this looks a, this looks a little sketch. Oh, it's a yeah. Is this a no? It's in Vegas, so I mean, yeah. It looks like a legit nursery. <laughs> <laughs> the are you on the website? No. Okay, well, there's a website on there, and like there's cartoon characters. Like is the first thing that pops up on their website home. So. It's a, little, it's a little odd, but it does look like a legit nursery. It, it caught my attention, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, so on Saturday, the NASCAR Cup Series, they practice at 12.05 on USA. And then at 12.50, they will have qualifying on USA. The Xfinity cars at 3 p.m. will go off on NBC for the Allsco Uniforms 302. Not 300 or 304, but 302. Uh, and then the Cup Series, they race on Sunday at 2.30 p.m. in the South Point Bow Honey. Matt, who you got this weekend? Which series? Uh, uh, in the Cup Series. Cup Series? Give me... In Vegas. Vegas, baby! Let's go Denny Hamlin. Okay. Okay, I think he go has. I think he goes ahead and wraps it. Toyotas are fast at mile and a half, have been all year. Uh, he's going to be their lead dog. So uh, I say Denny Hamlin. I like it. Uh, <laughs> go. Hmm. Do I want to pick a playoff contender? 
You know what? Give me Christopher Bell. Okay. Give me the Christopher Bell. Yep, the other, the other Toyota. I'm going to go Christopher Bell and go against what I said of who's going to make the top four because if you win, you automatically go <laughs> that in. Would, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would. So your, uh, your race winner is against your top four pick. I, I, I'm hedging my bets. Let's okay. go Christopher Bell. Christopher like Bell. It. To win this weekend, Matt, you got anything else to add tonight, man? Uh, no, I'm pretty tired. I'm yep. uh, ready to go to bed. Hey, um, I oh we did we had actually a question this week. Oh yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's the question? Let me see. get this on the sheet. Here. No, I didn't get to put it oh. on the sheet. It just got sent in. And no here we'll do this since I'm reading it. You can answer it. All right, sounds good. All right, even though. The extra attention especially benefits F1 greatly, especially with controversy. Is Max clinching so early? A lot of why NASCAR changed their playoffs to the monstrosity it is currently. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's it's one thousand percent the reason. Yeah, NASCAR doesn't want to see this because essentially F1 has four races that are meaningless, and NASCAR didn't want to have that. I understand why NASCAR did it. I hate it. I love the way F1 does it. But I understand why NASCAR did it, because they don't want four meaningless races. Um, and, and for people like me, diehards, I'm going to watch every single second. That was my question. Are you not going to watch the last four races because the championship is over? I'll watch just as much as I would. if I, I, I'll watch just as much this year as I did last year. And last year, the championship was a one-point race going into the last race. Yep. Um, so, but, but I am not the casual fan. I will watch regardless. I will fight. I watched the damn Japanese Grand Prix at 3 a.m. in the morning. So I'm not the fan that they are trying to reach out to because I'm already sucked in. They're trying to suck yeah. in more people, you know? NASCAR was. Yes, NASCAR yeah. was. Yeah. That was yeah. the yeah. attempt. Um, yep. I agree with you 100%. Well, I'll also say this, that for NASCAR, you have to go back to the 2003 season when Matt Kenseth won the championship mathematically without having won a race there was a lot of complaint there was well i mean it's it is what it is Uh, sometimes oh no no i agree with you that it is what it is but the rules the points should have catered more towards wins correct they could have they could have changed the points algorithm to reward more points to race winners so you don't get somebody because i think the i think at the time you got like five extra points for winning the race Give me then, 20. Then the set. Yeah. Make it yeah. 20 or 25. Something And big. make winning really matter. And, and make, then, you could even do like back to back wins is worth big points. Or like the more wins you have, the more points there were. You could have done something to avoid these stupid playoffs. You could have come up with a better points algorithm yeah. and avoided these playoffs. Well, even together. what they had before, even so in 2004, they had the chase, which was the final. Basically, you take the top. I don't know. I think it started as 10 drivers and then it wound up as 16 or 14 or 12 or however many wild cards. Um, You would take those and then the points would reset among those and the final 10 races would be between those drivers for the champion. Even that wasn't that bad because typically the best drivers all season um, could still wrap together some consistency for that. Yeah. Uh, the problem you had with that was Jimmy Johnson was really, really good. That Hendrick Motorsports and Jimmy Johnson specifically scrapped the entire season and focused on everything that would get them through that last 10 races. Uh, and so they kind of figured out the system. The and so NASCAR, NASCAR had to change the system after Jimmy Johnson won five consecutive championships. <laughs> well, we got to change them up here, fellas. Yeah. So yeah. 2014, they came out with this this monstrosity uh, as the question was put. And I've got to believe in my heart that someday this this they will admit failure on this and, and change it to something else. I hope so. I so, hope so. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that that was our that was our question this week. Uh, thanks for that. Keep sending those in, and um, yeah, I, unless you've got anything else, I'm I'm good to go. 
Nah, I'm good, man. Let's get out of here. Uh, your your bolts just wrapped up the opening opening game of the year. Um, yep. Typical you know. loss, like always. They they yeah. start slow just about every year. Hey, I, I championships aren't won you. in October. You're, you're October. exactly October. right. Yep. I yep. can't tell you the last season that we won on opening night, uh, but I can tell you the last three seasons who was playing at the end of the year. Boom. Uh, there you go. Bolts work. So. Bolts. There you go. Uh, All right. Let's get out yep. of here, and we will see you all next week. Same time, same place.